Welcome into the Puttcraft Podcast. This is an instant reaction to tonight's Ace Course Classic at Burnsville. Possibly the final event at Grand Slam in Burnsville. Um, obviously, we'll have plenty of time to discuss that at a later time. Cameron Acelius goes back to back and does so in impressive fashion, breaks Matt Rolstead's course record 33. He sets it down now to a 31 also breaks the tournament record, which was previously 10 under par. Uh, I believe that was a 68. Uh, Cameron Aselius now holds that record as well with a 13 under par 65. J- just a really overall impressive, impressive performance from Cameron Aselius. One of the questions coming into tonight was, you know, was the event two fall classic a fluke, a one-time thing, or was this just who Cameron Aselius is now? And it appears that this is who he is now. And, you know, <clears throat> I'll do this now before I go to the rest of the leaderboard. I think a lot of people will look at the field size and say, oh, there was only seven people um, in the field, right? But 13 under is 13 under. We've never had a 13 under at this course before in four previous trips. He also sets the course record. To me, and and and, and this is out there, but but go with me here. I think this could have been a 40-person event, and I think Cameron Celius wins it. I, I I really do. I really do. I don't think I, I I think I think his score wins it with seven, it wins it with seventeen, it wins it with forty. Um so I'm not gonna take anything away from him at all there. Uh we'll talk more about that as as this podcast goes on. Anthony Dunkel uh comes in second place today with a seven under. And it should be noted that that seven under score would have won two of the four events. At Grand Slam Burnsville, of course, tonight's Cameron, Cameron Hasselius is 13 under. That wouldn't be one of them. Uh, the last one, Matt Rolstead's 10 under wouldn't be one of them. That, that would have been second place. Seven under would have been second place. Uh, the winner classic last January, um, he would have won that by three strokes. There was a three way tie for first place between Eric Hasselius, Dan Wesley, and Josh Benish at four under par. And then our first trip to Grand Slam Burnsville over in March of 2022, um, Dan Wesley, Joel Brown, tied at six under par. So he would have won that one too. So another really, really impressive performance by Anthony Dunkel, who was totally dialed in this evening. Andy Stallman making his puttcraft debut, five under par, finishes in third. This was the best puttcraft debut, if we're not counting Grant Faraday, we'll talk about that in a second, since Eric Aselius's 18 under par second place finish at Loon's Nest in October of 2022. Over one year ago, this was the best debut we've seen. Five under score is five under par is a winning score at this course. It would have won one of the events at this course, one of the four events at this course. So really impressive debut from Andy Stallman. Um, and, and just to note, Grant Faraday's it counts, right? Grant Faraday's, um, I believe it was 12 under at Rogue Eagle. Let me take a look here. I'll find it in a second. Um, Grant Faraday's 12 under at Rogue Eagle, um, up in Superior, up in Duluth, um, Proctor, I believe, Minnesota. Um, you know, that was an out of region event. So most of the players there that night were making their puttcraft debut. So I count it, but I don't think it's as necessarily as impressive when we're just factoring in this 
particular statistic as Eric Aselius, um, uh, his second place debut uh, back over a year ago now. Eric, speaking of Eric Celius, comes in in fourth place at four under par, tied with Zach Celius at four under par. Mark Giannini takes sixth place at two under par, and Brady Storhoff in seventh place at one under par. Um, just, just a really good night. You know, the the course is 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 in the same shape that it was last March. We'll say that. Um, and you know, it was, it was a busy course tonight. It was a busy course. So we, we had a couple of, couple of, uh, of fun moments that involved kids running around, um, and not quite hitting the balls, but you know, uh, it, it was all good. It was a lot of fun. Um, two aces on hole one tonight, which was a little bit surprising. Normally we see a little bit more than that. Cameron Aselius and Anthony Dunkel both had two aces on one or aces on one. Cameron Aselius also had one on 18 as well. Andy Stallman aced 18 two separate times. Uh, Mark Giannini were, was the only person to ace 17 and 16 tonight. We had uh, several aces on 14. Cameron Aselius had one. Anthony Dunkel had two. Eric Aselius had one. Zach Aselius had one. And Mark Giannini had one. 11, we saw, well, excuse me, 12, we saw one ace. That was Zach Aselius. 11, we saw two aces. Cameron Aselius and Anthony Dunkel. 11 had only been aced twice coming into tonight. I think it was 11 that had only been aced twice coming into tonight. Yep. By Brady Storhoff, first person to do it. And then Matt Rolstead as well. Uh, Cameron Aselius registered two aces on 10. Andy Stallman registered an ace on 10. And Zach Aselius registered an ace on 10. The only person to ace hole eight tonight was Eric Aselius. He did that twice. Uh, Cameron Aselius had an ace on seven. Anthony Dunkel had an ace on seven. Zach Aselius had an ace on seven. Mark Giannini had an ace on seven. Brady Storoff had an ace on seven. Everybody had an ace on seven except for Eric Aselius and Andy Stallman. And then on four, Cameron Aselius had one. Anthony Dunkel had one. Mark Giannini had one on three. And Brady Storhoff had one on three. Let's chat about Anthony Dunkel for a second. Anthony Dunkel, of course, many of you know, won the inaugural Puttcraft Open. Our first event. Tonight was our 52nd event, but 50th tournament. We've had two match play events. Anthony Dunkel was one stroke off the lead heading into the back 18. And I had a moment to interview him after tonight's event. Okay, I'm here with Anthony Dunkel. Your long streak of sixth, seventh, eighth place finishes comes to a grinding halt. You are seven under and in second place today, and if not for a masterful performance from Cameron Basilius, you would have taken this uh, event today. How do you feel about your performance? I feel excellent. Even today, when I woke up, I was thinking, you know what? I'm in a good mood. I'm going to play very well today, and it did translate in there, because I know in the past, I've gotten maybe if I had a bad hole or something to get me down, but today, I rebounded very well and even came away with like a couple aces after a bad hole to rebound. Um, but no, I felt very even, felt very, uh, very good, and I finally ended my horrible streak of six, six, seven, eights, and finally, finally got a top five. I think you were one stroke out of the lead at the turn, and I yes. got to thinking, Anthony Dunkel won our first event. This is our 50th tournament. Um, that would have been quite the bookend. Regardless, still an awesome performance. Um, you golf with Cameron today. What I mean, what was it like trying to play keep up with him? Oh, it was it was tough. Every time it seemed like I maybe would 
inch a little bit closer, like you just you know find that uh, find another ace in there, or, you know bail out with another another two on a great second shot in there, and it just he just played exceptional. There was just no way to be able to, to catch him. It was just do my best to keep any type of pace with him, um, but just. Uh, in that process, also furthering myself from the people uh, behind me so that way I could at least secure second place. But nobody was going to catch Cameron today. That was an amazing performance. Well, and, you know, most people will look at the, the field and they'll say there were seven people. But seven under is a winning score at this tournament. It's won before. You would have won two of the four tournaments here at seven under. So do you have a message to anybody who chose to duck this tournament tonight? Come on, where are you? It's like, like I said, even if like the course obviously isn't in great, great shape in some players, but everybody's playing the same course. And you know, if you're, you know, if you're doing well that day, then you can usually um, get up there into the top five. So I don't know if you're ducking it, you're missing out. It was a fun time. Of course, maybe I'm biased in second place, but it was still great meeting new people and everything. So great performance tonight, Mr. Dunkel, and congratulations. Thank you very much. Of course, we kid about people ducking the event. It's well within your right to do so. We love it. So, um, you know, if we just dial in on Cameron's back 18, here is something to note. He was 34 on the front 18, one stroke ahead of Anthony Dunkel, three strokes ahead of Andy Stallman, um, Eric Aselius, Zach Aselius, and Mark Giannini. Actually, he was three strokes ahead of... Everybody else, everybody else had 37. So the front 18 was Cameron Celius, 34, Anthony Dunkel, 35. Everybody else had 37. And then on the back 18, Storhoff went 40. Janini went 39. Zach Celius went 37. Eric Celius went 37. Andy Stallman went 36. Anthony Dunkel went 36. Cameron Celius opened up his lead and shot a 31 there. Five strokes better than the next person. He had aces on one, he had aces on four, he had ace on seven, an ace on 10, an ace on 14, and an ace on 18. He spread those aces out throughout. Interestingly enough, he was the only person to bogey hole three today. He did that on his back 18 as well. So what could have been leaving a couple of strokes on the course today? But yeah, it, it's got to be frustrating being in that final group and, you know, playing relatively relatively well. I mean, if you look at Anthony Dunkel's back 18, he only had one bogey. He had a bogey on nine. It happened to be the same hole that he had a bogey on the front. He had a nine bogey on nine on the front 18, but everybody kind of bogeys nine, <laughs> right? It's, it's it's one of the most difficult holes on the circuit. Um, Andy Stallman um, only had one bogey. He bogeyed 16, right? So, so you know, everybody was playing solid on the back 18, but Cameron was just on another plane there, and uh, that is why he was able to come away with the victory. Speaking of Cameron Aselius, I actually had an opportunity to interview him during the tournament at the turn, something I'm going to start doing a little bit more uh, moving forward. Um, and here he was. All right, Cameron Aselius here in the lead after the front 18. You're coming off your first open victory. It's only a one-stroke lead, but how are you feeling heading into the back 18? I'm feeling very confident. I was able to keep very consistent with all twos and uh, two ones last round. And if I can just keep all twos this round, unless someone breaks out with like a 30, I think I've got it. Do you, is there any hole you want to play differently, or did you have a perfect front 18? Uh, it's not perfect, but I feel like my shots on every hole up were best they could be. I think six and seven 
are the two that I could improve the most on. I just don't know what to do there. But. Cool. Well, by the time we hear this interview, we're going to know how you did six <laughs> and seven. So good luck out there. So six and seven on his front 18, he went two and two. Six and seven on his back 18, he went two and one. So he did improve on those two holes. And, you know, it was interesting. He said he felt confident unless somebody could go off for a 30. And he's the one who went off for a 31 tonight. So where does that leave us with Cameron Aselius? He has two straight victories. And again, these are impressive victories. If we go back to event two at the Fall Classic, he beat pretty much the full field. Matt Rolstead, Caden Aselius, Tom Loftus, Sean Brown, Eric Aselius, Zach Aselius, Anthony Dunkel, the list goes on and on and on all the way down. Um, and, you know, tonight, smaller field, but a, a tournament performance of the year nominee almost certainly right? We're not going to have a second opportunity. Nobody's going to have a second opportunity to match this this year. This was our one and only trip to the ace course this year. That 13 under is going to stick out. Uh, You know, it's three strokes better than Matt Rolstead's last year. And I believe that one was nominated for term performance of the year as well. Um, Regardless, in fact, let me, let me find that out for sure here. Cause now I'm just curious. Um, regardless, I, I can, I can almost certainly say that this is going to be a tournament performance of the year nominee. Yes. Matt Rolstead's 68 at the ACE course last year, um, was a tournament, tournament performance of the year nominee. It did not win, but it was a nominee. Also his 33 at the ACE course was a round of the year nominee. So tonight we might have seen both a nom- both nominees for round of the year and tournament performance of the year. Um, so again, just can't say enough good things about Cameron Aselius. And, you know, we wrote a piece about this up on puttcraft.com about kind of how far he has come. And I'm not talking about how far he's come since he started in October of 22. I'm talking about how far he's come since August of this year. Right. So a, a really, really comeback, um, comeback story that is, uh, both really fun to follow and really inspiring. And man, I, these next few events, I mean, He's dialed in right now, and whoa, I mean, if he goes up to uh, Grand Slam Coon Rapids, because that will be a bigger field, that we've had really good fields for Grand Slam Coon Rapids. It's it's a more popular course. Um, I think it's a central course to a lot of our players. If he goes up and wins that one as well, um, boy, we are going to be um, having some interesting discussions as we head into 2024. If we look back at the last events, I believe he's played two separate events at Grand Slam Coon Rapids. Um, he finished uh, near the bottom at one under par, two, three, like ninth place, I believe. Uh, 15 strokes off of Tom Loftus's victory last February. I'm talking Cameron Aselius here. And then the last year's New Year's Open, which took place on December 28th, this year's New Year's Open takes place on December 29th, not on New Year's Eve. Um, he finished, boy, that was a big group. Oh my goodness. He finished at one under par as well, also towards the bottom. I believe we had, dang, probably 20, 25 people for that night. Um, so he was all, he was 17 strokes off the lead there. So that, you know, may, we'll see. Obviously a completely different player at this point. And there's just, there's just too much, um, 
too much variance in, in his in his game as of late to make any sort of prediction. All I know is that that's going to be a bigger event than tonight's was. You know, a couple of other stories um, as we depart from tonight. Um, Anthony Dunkel, you know, has struggled this year and as of late. And I'm talking about struggled for a person who has won an event before, um, you know, finishing sixth place, seventh place, eighth place, almost, um, you know, let's just say a lot. Let me let, let me pull up the stats here for this season. Um, pull up the season stats. Excuse me. I want to see how many top five finishes he has. Dead air. For any Always Sunny fans out there. Okay, so this season, Anthony Dunkel has now played in 10 events. Um, all open events. I don't know. Is this right? He doesn't have a single top five finish this year. Interesting. Um, yeah, Anthony, if that's wrong, let me know. But that's what my data is showing us. Not a single top five finish this year. We've we've been over the numbers before. He's had several sixth place finishes, um, finishing one or two strokes off of the top five. And then, of course, tonight uh, comes in with a vengeance on a second place finish. So congratulations there for Anthony Dunkel to get off the schneid, if you will. I think that's like a Chris Berman thing. The schneid? I think that's something he would say. Um... Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm just making that up in my head. Andy Stallman, newcomer, um, with, with a really impressive performance. Love, love, love to see new folks. Um, you know, it's really, really, really important for the growth of putt, puttcraft that we continue to have new people coming in. Um, and he performed very well. He performed very well. He beat Eric Caselius, who's the number two player in puttcraft. He beat Zach Caselius, who's the number three player in puttcraft. Um, you know, and speaking of player rankings, boy, Cameron, you really made things difficult for me, didn't you? Um, and Anthony, so did you. <laughs> Actually, Anthony, you might have made things easy for me. And again, it's not just the second place finish for Anthony Dunkel. That matters. That helps his case. To me, it's the winning score, right? Seven under wins this event in the pass two separate times, two of the four times that we played this event. And the other two times that it wouldn't have won, those were both Tournament Performance of the Year nominees, or one of them's going to be. So a really, really, really impressive performance from Anthony Dunkel um, tonight as well. And, and, you know, Mike Pendleton, you know, Mike Pendleton's 10 right now. We had that debate between 10 and 11. And, 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 Anthony really forces my hand because, again, I'm not punishing Mike Pendleton for not being there tonight. That's not what we do. But I'm also not punishing Anthony Dunkel for Mike Pendleton not being there tonight either. So Anthony Dunkel almost certainly is going to reemerge into the top 10, which is exactly what happened last time he slipped out of the top 10 is he immediately got back on there. Um, That was earlier this season. So... You know, and then, of course, Eric and Zach had to finish with the exact same score. <laughs> so there you have that. So that's all for tonight, guys. I really appreciate you coming out um, to the Ace Course Classic at Grand Slam in Burnsville. And we will see many of you later this month. Grand Slam Coon Rapids. I believe it is December 29th. That's a Friday. It's always a busy night there at Grand Slam. This will actually be our third Friday before New Year's Eve event. Um, 
at Grand Slam uh, Coon Rapids. So kind of a little bit of a tradition now. I guess we're, you know, we're going on three, three, three and a half years. So uh, thanks for everyone who came out tonight. Um, and uh, we will see all of you very soon.